0: oh hello and welcome back to poolside podcast it's been a hot minute the last episode was released on april 13th of 2021 because i went to go look at spotify and that was the last date so there's that some time has passed but here we are we've made it back to something that i enjoy doing but i felt like i didn't have time and it was giving me a little bit of anxiety. So I just quit. But people keep asking about my podcast, and I really do enjoy the process. And I love talking to people, even though today is just me. So I'm really here just talking to Cooper. But I mean, he's sleeping, but I'm sure he's listening deep down. Anyway, so hopefully everybody has had a lovely pandemic summer. And is excited to go into Q4 and 2022. I feel like it's going to be a great year and we only can really go up from here is what I would say. But we are not here to talk about that because we are all tired of talking about that. So what we're actually talking about today is content. I wasn't sure quite how to like launch season two of this podcast because season one had 100 and. 40-ish episodes, so it wasn't really a season. Season two is just a continuation, obviously, of the episodes. However, in my mind, having a set number of episodes coming out makes it easier for me to digest this podcast. So I'm going to have 10 episodes for season two, and then we're just going to go from there, and we'll just do it in groups of 10 because it just is easier for me to manage. And I feel like that is completely on subject to what we're going to talk about today. And I was going to do like a, what I learned in the pandemic or one of those like summary episodes, but I personally don't even really like listening to those. So I don't really want to bore you with the things that I've learned over the pandemic. The one thing I guess that I will say that I did learn is that everybody now appreciates social media and digital marketing so much more than they did before. So that's a bonus for everybody who is in digital marketing because we've been trying to tell everybody how important it is, but it really took a world shutdown to convince people that this is how you communicate with your people. So anyways, we are going to talk about content today. And as we know, content is always going to be king. It used to just be a cliche saying, but here we are trying to create as much content as humanly possible and consume as much content as our little brains will contain. So you can either be on the receiving end of that or you can create the content. And if you are a business or a brand or a person or anything, really, um, you should be thinking about what kind of content you're creating. It isn't the same content landscape as it used to be where you can just... Throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks. Having an actual strategy makes you stand out amongst the sea of content. There's some bad content out there, but there's also really great content. And it's easy to get lost in it since we consume so much of it and it is very saturated. However, you can stand out and it's definitely worth putting in the time and money to have a strategy for your business or brand, no matter how big or how small it is. Even if it's personal, everyone should have a strategy. So as we move into Q4 and into 2022, revisiting your overall content strategy is important, not only for the success of your business, but also just evolving your brand as we go. And again, and I'm not going to use the word pivot because Everyone is tired of hearing that, but in that general sense, we continue to have to move quickly and change as things change. So in this episode, which probably won't be very long, I'm hoping, I always say that I end up blabbing on, but trying to keep it short and sweet, and we are going to touch on technology, data, brand credibility, SEO, ads, and audience. Sounds like a lot of things, but trust me, it's only a couple sentences for both, so It'll be quick and to the point. I hope you learn something because that is what my podcast should be about. And that's what we're going to do for this season. So content, content marketing is now essential to any marketing strategy. In general, it's embedded in the overall customer experience. So it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, product, service, whatever. People want to consume your content and it's better for everybody if it's good content and has a point. So to talk about technology, it's important to use technology to your advantage. So we are in 2021 slash 2022, and we have so much technology at our fingertips. It's actually overwhelming. And we probably don't even know about anything on how to use most of it. Probably don't even know how to use most things on our phone, but it doesn't matter. That's what Google is for. And there's lots of ways, even for the most basic understanding of technology, to help you with your content creation, your content curation, your distribution, publishing, posting, all of the things that happen on the internet. There are apps for that. There's technology for that. Automated everything is key to efficiently distributing your content. And then it also gives you more time to create it, to think about it. All the other important things that are much more fun to do than having to worry if you've posted or if you've created the ad you're supposed to create or whatever it is that you are in charge of. The one thing that I will say, because I've seen a lot of posts about um, like automated blog writing or automated copywriting, as a copywriter myself, I... I don't particularly like that because I enjoy writing and I don't even really know what an automated blog post would look like. Actually, I'm sure it's better than anything I could ever write, but I um, want to continue having to copyright. So please don't use that. <laughs> please hire me instead. Um, but use the technology, make things easier. I used to be super against using a uh, scheduler and auto publish for Instagram because back in the day, You never really knew if it was going to post or if it was going to post properly or what was going to happen really to your content. But now that Instagram itself has like an auto publish platform, by all means, let's use it. And now that actually Instagram said that hashtags can go back into your caption, um, hopefully none of my clients are listening to this, but then you can put your hashtags back in your caption and no one even knows that you auto published it. It's still important. (laughs) I don't want this to be about Instagram and the algorithm, but it's still important to engage on the accounts and actually use the account and don't just auto publish and leave it. However, being able to auto publish to Instagram has really saved a lot of time. Um, And then this also helps with your time, which you should also take advantage of. And so you should create a process for the content creation and a process that works best for you. So I know there's like a billion articles and podcasts and posts and everything about like the best way to create content and the strategy that works and blah, 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 whatever. You have to find one that works for you. And the best way to find that is something that you enjoy and doesn't seem like a chore and is the most efficient based on the time that you have and how your brain works. But I will just share how I work with my process Just because this is my podcast and I can't hear you on the other side to share your opinion. However, I would like to know your process. So please DM me and share it with me because I feel like I can always improve what I am doing. I'm not the most organized or time efficient person. um, So always could use some tips. But I have two different processes depending on if I'm making content for myself or if I'm making it for clients. But I do like to time batch it especially for my clients because then my brain can focus on the one client and then it really like gives it time to get going sometimes I have genius thoughts like while I'm walking Cooper or like in the shower or while I'm in spin class but most of the time I need to like sit down and let things like marinate and as I'm writing captions like more captions come and you get your content evolves in that like hour or two that I set aside for my clients content planning not the creation. So this is usually like when I'm writing the content calendar. So this time I will take to look at the trends, what's happening, what do we need to do with their content? What has worked the best? Like look at the analytics and then start planning what we should do for the next month. So that includes like the captions and the creative and everything like that. And as I look at captions and kind of see what everyone else is posting, then it allows my brain to get creative. And usually... It has to be in the morning because my brain definitely turns off later and that's when I save for like photo editing and things that I don't really need like my brain to create words for. So that's how I do it for then, and then I go and either take the photos for my clients or I find the photos or create the graphics for them. When I'm doing my own content planning and creation it definitely isn't as organized because I think I use all my organizational energy for my clients, but I like to have a list of things I want to share for the next like month or week or whatever I'm thinking about. And I kind of think about like what I'm doing. Am I going to the mountains? Do I have a trip? Am I who am I hanging out with? Like what what things are coming up, especially if I have sponsor content, obviously that has to go into it. But I try to plan A week or two ahead of time so that I can be like mentally prepared to have to get dressed and put makeup on and be excited about it. And now, when I'm creating, now with all the reels and the videos and things like that, it's not uh, as easy as just like a quick photo shoot. So I do try to like save some of the reels that I think I can make kind of like in a TikTok way. Um, And I'll get more into what my goals are further down, but. I have that and then I usually go and create content in like an hour or two and I try to do a couple things at the same time. So if I have a sponsored post I'll do that but then I'll also bring a different outfit to create some just some like fill-in content which is actually much more enjoyable to make because you can do whatever you want and then I'll create a couple like video reels as well. So do that all at the same time so that I have content ready to go. If something happens in between like I do something cool or there's a good opportunity for new content that I want to post like that day by by all means, but I like to be prepared so that I have content ready to go. So that is my spiel about technology and using it and utilizing your time. When we talk about data, because that is not a new thing by any means, obviously data is a very old thing. However, the importance of analyzing data and using data to drive your content marketing is key now and there's really no excuse to ignore the data because we have so much data about our audience and customer base and who's looking at our content and what they're purchasing and where they're clicking and how much time they're spending and like what color socks they're wearing basically and there's no excuse not to be able to look at that and analyze it and then evolve your content strategy based on your current audience And obviously, Facebook Pixel was really easy for that Um, with the new iOS update where people can opt out of tracking. It makes it a little bit harder. And when Google Chrome comes in and eliminates third-party cookies as well, it causes a little bit, it just makes a little bit more work for everybody. But we're all in the same boat. It's not like some people have access to it and some people don't. But you can use the data that you do have and build your content strategy off of that. It is not like a direct ROI, but it is a good place to start because you might as well target the people that are already consuming your content. Um, and you can use content as a currency with your audience. So creating content that builds customer trust and brand credibility. So these can be like freebies, like five free tips for content creation. Or something that people will give their personal information up. So this is their email. um, If you're asking for more details. By all means. But mostly you just want their email. So that you can directly contact them. And email market them. Which is a whole other thing. Which we're not going to get into. But you want to build that trust. And use content to do it with your consumers. Now that there is less ability to track. What people are doing on their apps. But The data that you do have and you do have access to, and even if you aren't paying for ads, you still have organic analytics on social, you have web traffic, you have Google Analytics. If you are running ads, you have all that data. There's a lot out there. So there's no excuse. Definitely use data, at least a little bit, to put together your content strategy. When you are creating that content and brand credibility, it's important for your brand to create value driven content so as we've established our time is really valuable but also everyone's time is valuable so you don't want to waste people's time on content that won't give them value people i mean obviously there's times where you just scroll and you just consume whatever but if you're a business or a brand and you do really want to make a difference and be memorable for people creating valuable content is key And I always say this to my clients, especially if you have a very specific business or brand or product or service, you obviously want other followers. Like you just don't want your current clients. And if you create content that is valuable to people, even if they aren't purchasing from you or using your service right now, if you create content to keep them there, then when they have to make a purchasing decision in your industry or with what you do, then your name will pop up in their head. And then that is worth all of that content that you created. So to use an example that's probably been way overused now, but if you're in Calgary, you will know of Go Clean Go and they killed it over the pandemic by creating very valuable content for free and putting it on their Instagram for how to like clean things in your house, which sounds really easy and it is easy for them, but the content just went viral. So people were doing what they were saying. They were sharing it and they grew their account astronomically and when you go to pick a house cleaner especially if you're in the city obviously they're probably the first ones that you think of because they blew up with their free valuable content and now they are extremely busy I listened to a podcast with her with the owner and it was really interesting to just hear what happened and how as a business they were they had to like cope with growing so quickly so that's a really really good example of why sharing valuable content is important um the internet is full of content and valuable content so don't try to like keep your like your knowledge to yourself like it's already out there so you might as well share it and build that credibility with people rather than thinking that you know everything and you can't share it unless people pay so just share content it will be good karma in the long run and while we're on the topic of value-driven content and f- looking at data, using SEO and keywords to drive your content is also extremely important, not only for Google, but YouTube and Pinterest have fully integrated SEO systems and Instagram has jumped on that train with its updated search function. So specifically on Instagram, even your bio is searchable with the keywords that are in it hashtags are still important but now all of your copy on your profile is searchable so your captions all of the words you are using all of the words that are over top of your like images (laughs) like the things that you're saying um your bio everything is searchable now on instagram and going back to the other platforms google obviously is important for seo and when you google something you will notice that it is sharing multi- media results with you. So obviously YouTube videos, since they own YouTube, but if your YouTube videos are optimized for keywords, then when someone searches on Google, your YouTube videos will come up. Pinterest is the same. Um, even if you just think about how you use Pinterest, if you don't use Pinterest, it doesn't apply to you. But for example, I use Pinterest as a search tool for a ton of things. Not everything. Sometimes Google is better, but If you're looking for recipes, if I'm looking for outfit ideas, if I'm looking for one time I looked up like PowerPoint design presentations because I needed to make one and I had no idea. So I searched that on Pinterest and not Google because I wanted like the visual thing of it. Um, So making sure all of your pins are SEO friendly is extremely important. Um, And then finding the keywords that are related to your business so that obviously you pop up in those searches um, organically. You can pay for AdWords and stuff. That's also important. But when you're doing it organically, knowing the keywords that are related to your business, there are lots of free tools out there, like Google Trends, Google, I guess it's called Google Trends, but it'll tell you keywords. Um, like SEM Rush has like, obviously you have to pay for that service, but there's a free part of it where you can put in your URL or like for me, I put in my client's URLs and you can see which keywords people are using to get to your webpage then you can build content on that so you get pushed higher up in the results it's all actually very interesting when you get into it but those keywords can be used to create the rest of your content also speaking of Pinterest they have a really great tool it's called hmm, it's like a keyword guide or like a search guide it's like things that people have searched in the last year it's a guide they put out every year to show you like the top 100 things people are searching. Um, I. Don't know how often they update it. Maybe they update it every month. I should know more before I just start saying these things, but I don't really want to stop and Google it. So Pinterest has a great tool that you can look up what people are searching. And if you're looking for ideas for your content, um, especially a personal brand, obviously businesses can also use this if you have top search things within your industry, but you can use those for the starting ideas of your content. So there you go especially for the new year, because I'm pretty sure this guide comes out. I know it comes out once a year. So 2022 is just around the corner. And I'm sure if it's not already out, it is coming. And I know I just went on and on about keywords and SEO organically and organic SEO is ideal on social. However, organic social is great. Everyone loves a good reach or a viral video moment on social media However, it is a pay-to-play platform. And by platform, I just mean all the platforms, all social. They want you to pay now if you want your ad or your content to be seen, especially if you're a business. And we all, back in the day, knew this when Facebook told us that they are not going to show business-related content. They want to show just like friends and family content. And same with on Instagram, like your posts don't get shown as much because you are a business um that also goes to like sponsor content for influencers and all of that it's really lovely we all love a good algorithm but they just want you to pay you're using their platform for free they want you to pay to get it seen so if you're a business or a brand or literally anything if you want your content to be seen and reach new people and reach specific people then you're just gonna have to put a little money behind it it's not You're not the only one in this. Everyone has to do it. So don't feel like you're being targeted and don't play a victim in this. Um, It's important to use it as marketing. We all have marketing budgets and this is the place to use them. When I had a dealership, like a car dealership client a few years ago, they actually took all of their traditional ad budgets and put it all into Facebook ads. And I don't think that would be the first thing I recommend. However, it proved that they knew where they wanted their ads to be so traditional ads are obviously extremely expensive and so social ads if they're done correctly can save you a lot of money but also reach a lot more people that are very targeted so definitely recommend either hiring someone like me hi or using google to understand the best way to use ads to reach more people because that's just the way things are now the next thing i want to talk about with content is your audience which is very vague since obviously we've talked about the audience the entire time but there's a lot of places you can be and a lot of content you be can be creating that might not be valuable for your customer base so if you want to like if you don't really know where to start no that's not really what i'm trying to say if you want to grow your platforms and you want to evolve and you obviously are sitting down to create a content strategy in my opinion, which could be different from anybody else, but my opinion, which is my podcast, um, I would focus on platforms where your audience is first and then create content for a selected few other new platforms to test them out for your brand. So if you will recall when TikTok exploded, I mean, currently is still exploding lots of brands didn't want to jump on it because it was for like dancing 15 year olds and turns out that is well it's true but it's also very valuable for basically everybody because they have like billions of users now I just saw a stat it was like something like 4 billion users or something like really unfathomable and I wonder if that includes bots because I don't know how true that is but anyway I saw the stat so I'm just passing along the rumor so TikTok obviously grew and is very valuable for brands, especially if you are a B2C brand product or service. Um, very valuable for you to be on TikTok. And it's also where everybody is. The trends are there. It's fun to be on. It can really show like the personality of your brand. However, like a B2B business, you will most likely still find more success like on LinkedIn or if you're really good at Twitter or things like that. But it was defi- it's definitely worth using TikTok and we're basically too late, not too late to the game. But, like, you missed the new trend boat. However, you can integrate it now into your strategy, um, especially because now we're all making reels as well. But, on the other hand, Clubhouse came out and exploded. Um, and if you have a Samsung, you probably never on Clubhouse. So apologies for that. But Clubhouse was great. It was obviously a time where we were not getting enough social interaction with everybody. So we thought that... Um, Being on like more Zoom calls basically was the answer. Turns out it wasn't the answer. And I actually don't even know how many people are using it still. Again, I didn't really do much research for this. This is all just my opinion. But that was a a platform that kind of came and went really quickly based on the pandemic. But there's a fine balance between jumping on new platforms and like whatever that saying is about like shiny and new things and always going to the new thing because it's shiny and then missing the boat because you don't want to take that risk. There's a fine line. So what I would recommend to people is focus on the platforms where your audience is. So if it's on Instagram, make sure you're focused on Instagram. If it is your website, focus on your website, et cetera, et cetera, but leave space and time to try out different platforms and different things that are happening because you never know, What's going to work for your brand? So it's definitely worth having that, but then not jumping your entire ship over to the new one because you don't want to be in too many places, especially if you then lose out on where your audience already is and they're already listening to you. So build that and create that powerful tool and then have the surrounding orbiting platforms there as extra content for your poor content creator to create. And when you're thinking about your audience and now that we are re-strategizing our content marketing for the next quarter and the next year, it's good to just go down to the basics of your audience. And again, this goes back to the data. You can basically answer these questions by looking at data, but also if you just want to think about them because you're driving or something, um, as a brand, either a personal brand or your business, what do you want to be saying? How do you want to be saying it? And who are you saying it to? They're very like basic marketing 101 target audience questions. However, I think going back again to like the newness of things and having to create so much content and being on so many platforms and like what do we do next and what's more important and all of the chaos that is the internet, we can get lost in why we're creating the content and what we're trying to get out of it. So just sit back and answer those questions. Do it as a team, do it as individuals, whatever it is, just to refocus your energy into creating the best content that is best for your audience that is my ramble about content strategy um the content strategy points that i'm focusing on in the next couple months um being the rest of the year (laughs) three months (gasps) um is playing the game of reels and i know it's not a game because i know they're here to stay and i know tiktok is very important i'm aware However, I just, I think it's just being lazy to be honest. Like I keep hearing myself say like, Oh, I just really like taking photos and I like editing them. And like, that's what I want to post. And that is a hundred percent true. I love taking photos. I love editing them. I love actually like looking at photos and the quality of them rather than like an iPhone video, quick, quick snippets of random shit. However, I think it's partly because I'm just lazy because reels take more work and more time to think about them. Um, So I'm just going to focus on reels and or TikTok. To go back to what I said just five seconds ago, um, my audience is on Instagram. So that's where I want to focus it. I love TikTok. It's been great. However, it overwhelms me to have to create like a TikTok every day. And then create Instagram content and instead of comparing myself to what other people are doing, which is what I've been doing for basically, well, forever, like everybody else. But for the past like year, um, it just limits me into not creating any content because I get overwhelmed just like this podcast, just like everything. Clearly that is a common denominator, which I need to work on for the new year, but that is a different podcast. So don't be lazy. I'm creating reels. We all heard it here first. Um, I am focusing on Instagram because that's where my audience is. However, the two other platforms that I want to put more time and effort into is not TikTok. That's what you thought I was going to say. Um, it's actually this podcast. So my audio platform, because like I said at the beginning, I want to get back into it, not be overwhelmed by it. And I think to do that, I have to make it a priority and enjoy the process and not think about it as just another thing to do. So that's what we're going to do. Focus on creating good content to distribute these episodes because that was kind of where I was getting stuck. I have great people that listen to it, but I felt like there was no growth. And I think it's because I didn't put a lot of effort into actually telling people I have a podcast. So definitely you have to tell people if you want them to listen. Um, And then the second platform is my blog. So that's the OG. I am celebrating a seven year anniversary of it which is crazy. Shout out to the past me for doing it. Um, but I do want to focus again more time on it. And it is going back to just being lazy because blogs are a ton more work than posting a photo in a caption. But I love writing and that's why I started it. And I think there is a huge market still for blogs, obviously with Pinterest. Um, that's where I go read things is on blogs and you might not even realize you're on a blog, but you are. And I have a lot of content on there already that is really great and that has great organic SEO actually, such as what to wear when you hate jeans or Justin Bobby quotes. <laughs> if you search up on Google, um, the best Justin Bobby quotes, my blog is the first one that comes up. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but yeah, so those are my focus, focus on the other two platforms. Um, including Instagram and not get overwhelmed by not doing very well on TikTok. Like it's just not my top priority and i just need to accept that. So that's why I'm saying it out loud because I watch other people grow like crazy and it gives me, it just makes me jealous basically for being real. Um, so yeah, definitely want to grow on TikTok, but I'm not putting it as my priority because it just, it honestly just makes me not feel very good about myself. So we're not doing it. And then last but not least again this is another thing I think this whole comparison thing maybe everybody is feeling this way just because we've all been stuck inside on our phones forever but I feel like my comparison of other people and jealousy and imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough has increased exponentially over the past couple years um, because everyone is now showcasing a lot more what they're doing and one of the things that is another like limiting belief that's really crushed my creativity. I think for a lot of things, including TikTok and this podcast, basically everything is uh, worrying about picking a niche because it's easy. It's one of those things where it's easier said than done. I'm like, yeah, find your niche and then you'll grow and blah, blah, blah. And it just honestly, again, overwhelms me having to pick a niche because I post about a lot of things and it's all the things that I enjoy um, but I know it's not like the optimal way to grow an audience. And so it kind of gets me stuck into like, should I post this? Should I not post this? Like, why am I creating this? Should I not create this? And honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Just create whatever you want. <laughs> so those are my kind of strategy points for the next months, next upcoming months till the end of the year. And then I'm putting together another strategy basically for next year, but That is still up in the air. So, this is my episode about content and content strategy. I hope it was helpful. If you have questions about it or comments or literally anything you want to say about this, um, I would love to hear it. I'd love to have a conversation. Um, Like I said, I want to put more effort into this podcast and this audience because I appreciate everybody who listens to me. And I really have no idea how long this podcast was now because I don't remember what time I started, but I really appreciate you listening. I would also really appreciate if you rated and reviewed my podcast and if you shared it on your Instagram so that other people listened. Um, Yeah. Thanks for joining me. I am now back officially on this podcast, so you will hear another episode next week. They are now coming out on Fridays because I feel like every podcast comes out on Tuesday and I just feel like I get lost in the podcast. So I'm sure there's billions of podcasts that come out on Fridays too. But anyway, I'm now rambling about my insecurities of this podcast again, but I appreciate you listening, especially if you are still listening and I will see you in the next episode next week. I'm excited to do this.